Hello again, folks, and welcome to the E-Style Classic Countdown. We got a lot going on for you uh, this weekend, mostly because I got a lot going on myself, uh, work-wise. But we have two very special countdowns for you today and tomorrow. Um, Apple TV, if you have it, you wanna, you may want to check out 1971, the year that apparently changed everything. A very special uh, um, project. Eight hours of research that they did, I guess, for the um, music of 71. And really quick, all the people I saw on there, it's going to be epic. It's going to be, and if any of you guys get it, have it, and you check it out, Get back to the E on it, would you? Because I would love to, but I've got enough streaming services and no time to watch any of them, basically. Um, so we are, we said, and we, of course, being me, said, uh, why not just go there? This week in 71, and I think all, most of the people in this top 10, if not all of them, are featured on there. Um, let's see. Elton, you know they're going to talk about Elton the Who. The Stones, uh, Jacksons, Osmonds, Aretha, I think Cher I saw on there real quick. Um, all four Beatles, you know, have to be talked about. Um, Lennon especially, because I think he had the biggest year of the four of them. Uh, but all four should be discussed. And most of those guys are in this week's... Uh, top 10 well i mentioned at least 10 artists so <laughs> i don't think all of them are on here but uh let's go there and find out uh, yeah if you get that let me know how it goes because i'm very curious not curious enough to get apple tv uh not yet anyway but it sounds like it's going to be dynamite like i said we're talking eight hours of some butt kicking great music um uh, from what i understand i was only three well i didn't even turn three yet but uh uh, yeah, yeah, some of the greatest music of all time was in that year. And then some of it we got right here. I, I said we'll just go ahead and go there. Um, we kick it off with one not so great, but hey, it did peak at number five. And you wonder, so how to get that high? But hey, it worked. So we're talking me and you and a dog named Boo to kick off the top. <laughs> Thankfully... Boo will be used later in life better, for better reasons, but hey, that's Lobo for you. And uh, not, to, to Lobo's credit, not his only top 10 hit. And I think we've talked about him over the years on here, so that's all right. Uh, number nine, you know she has to be a part of it. Miss Carol, on her way to number one with It's Too Late, never. Eight. Uh, you know these guys have to be on here also. Um, they peaked at number two with Never Can Say Goodbye. And it's the Jacksons uh, falling to number eight this week. Seven. I still don't know the song. Um, I think I've only ever heard it on the countdowns. Uh, Sweet and Innocent. Mr. Osmond. No doubt the Osmonds are going to be a part of that as well. Six. Covering a former number one. It's Miss Aretha. And bridge over troubled water. Now, if she's not a part of it, I'm going to scream. Well, I probably won't scream, but you get the idea. Um, five, it's rainy days and Mondays. From the pride of Downey, California, the Carpenters. 
all these family acts. We got Jacksons, we got Carpenters, we got one Osman, so there you go. Uh, number four, one of uh, the Fab Four, Ringo, and it don't come easy. Uh, from what I understand, he had a lot of help on that one. The guys from Badfinger, uh, Stephen Stills, people like that played on it. Cool. That might even be George on guitar there. That sounds like some guitar work that George would do. So Ringo's at number four. Number three, they're on their way to number one with the one ads. The Honeycomb, yes, sir. Number two is a former number one. It's Three Dog Night and Joy to the World. I think this is their biggest hit, but it's not my favorite of theirs. They've uh, had some better ones, but that's just me personally. But holding on to number one a second week, and really, did anyone own 71 better than the Stones? Oh, my goodness yes sticky fingers the number one album in the country and that's a great great album not just because of brown sugar either which holds on to number one for a second week um track by track that's a great album uh, uh before we discuss the album let's talk about the song itself now i've been conflicted over the years with the way that I should feel about this song. And I, I still am to this day. Um, it's been admitted that Mick pretty much wrote the whole song itself, even though it's credited, like all the other tunes, to Mick and Keith. But there are conflicting reports on who the song is about. Uh, to... Um, Ladies, and this was before, I'm guessing, before he had married Bianca. It might have been during his marriage to Bianca. Who knows? Mick was the man uh, back then, so I read. <laughs> and so um, he had apparently hooked up with uh, at least a couple of sisters that we know of. Um, one was the father of, uh, well, is still the father of... Uh, one of his oldest kids, uh, a lady named Marsha Hunt. Uh, both ladies, by the way, still very much uh, alive and well, as of the time we do this anyway. <laughs> uh, Marsha Hunt. Um, never got to be a big name, but actress, singer, author, this and that. She was rocking the fro back then from the pictures I've seen of her in the past. <laughs> and um, apparently the song's supposed to be about her. Uh, there were other reports that uh, one of the uh, one of Tina's Iquettes, uh, Claudia Lanier, also still very much alive from uh, last I checked, which was a few minutes ago, um, reports that the song is supposed to be about her. Either way, brown sugar. Um, Claudia, um, how did Mick have time for all these uh, rocking little sisters? And still write some uh, great songs. Now, the song itself, as, as I said, I'm conflicted about, and I still am, about how I'm supposed to feel about it. Uh, the musician in me loves the groove of it, of course. Um, it just rocks out musically, lyrically. It's a whole, I, I don't know whether I should be turned on or offended, or, or both, maybe, due to be honest. The African-American 
in me, I guess, feels a little bit of both. <laughs> because, um, you know, it's supposed to be sexist. It's supposed to be misogynistic. It's supposed to be drug-fueled. It's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be that. Um, but, you know, what's really bad about it, Brown Sugar, I guess, wasn't the suppose original title Mick had another title in mind which I won't name here but um, if you put two and two together I'm sure you can figure it out since Mick was in the sisters at the time uh, yeah yeah I'm sure you got it <laughs> we'll just leave it there but I guess um, the radio stations were no 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 Mick you can't call it that will get laughed out of the business. And so he cleaned up the title, the title anyway, the song maybe not so much. All in all, still one of their better tunes. Uh, I, I believe they still play it at every show. When they get back to touring again, which I'm sure will be soon, uh, they'll be playing it again. However, I may feel about it. And, and don't don't get me wrong, you know, if the song is racist or whatever, nobody should be allowed to get away with it. Not even Mick. Not even the Stones. Great as the song is, um, from a musical standpoint, anyway, and one of their biggest records ever. Uh, but still, wrong is wrong. You know me. And those of you that know me best know, you know, I... You know, hate racism in any and all forms. And I hate, yes, I hate when it's done to white people too. Yes, I hate when it's done to Asian Americans too. Yes, I hate it when it's done to Spanish Americans too, or whoever the case may be. And no one is allowed to get away with it. No one, not even Mick, as great as he is. But, but again, the the subject matter is uh, very controversial. Very sexy, but still, I don't know. Wrong. That's, I, I'm, like I said, I'm still very conflicting on how one should feel about it. I guess it's up to the individual. Obviously, it's not bothering Mick because, you know, they still play it, as I said, at virtually every concert since uh, the song came out. Even before the song came out, apparently, from what I read. So, well, there you go. That's it. 71. Probably one of the, great, the greatest years in music of all time. And the Stones were a big reason for that. Not the album, as I said, uh, not a bad track on it, really. Um, the song after uh, Brown Sugar, depending on where you pick up the album at, it's called uh, Sway. Nice little bluesy groove to it. Um, probably the best song on there for me would be... Uh, Actually, I'm conflicted with that, too. There's two great songs on there. Um, uh, Can You Hear Me Knocking? A seven-minute jam by the guys. The late, great Bobby Keys on saxophone, who has been on most of their albums and tours since 69. We lost Bobby a few years ago. Oh, buh, 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 oh. And uh, Sister Morphine, which I'm sure you can take a stab at what that's about. Again, musically a great one. Lyrically, uh, subject matter 
could be a little cleaner, but you know, you expect nothing less from the Stones. But yeah, again, a whole great album all around. Dead Flowers, uh, many of us rockers know that one because the AR stations played it all the time. Um, there's one that's called uh, Rhymes with Itch. <laughs> Um, once again, some very touchy uh, subject matter on that one, but musically another great one. The album, as I said, all around just kicks some serious butt, um, as many of us know. So, there you go. Not too bad of a lineup for uh, this week in '71. Like I said, check out that Apple uh, TV documentary. I didn't even think to get the. Um, release date on that but be watching for it be listening for it uh what have you because it sounds like it's going to be a a lot of fun you know the stones are going to be a part of it if not the biggest part of it because 71 like i said really belonged to them more than anyone else uh from what i've read (laughs) all right i guess that's it sorry to be so early for this one but Again, a lot to do this weekend, so we're going to get to it. I'm going to send this out to you. Now, tomorrow is going to be a very special one. I'll give you a heads up already. Uh, On June 6th, which is tomorrow's date, in Peoria, Illinois, a young lady was born. Well, a child was born in Peoria, Illinois, um, to some very loving parents. Uh, she was born Mary Ella Wilson. She would later, of course, go on to be a Hinton. And inevitably, so would I. Yeah, my mom would be celebrating her 75th birthday tomorrow if she were here. And um, a couple of you I know got to know her so uh, pretty well. So tomorrow is all about her. And I have a very special countdown for her um as some of you that knew her knew she was a 60s kid a motown kid especially and we'll we'll have this week in 66 we're gonna get a break from the 80s for a moment and take you back to this week in 66 with once again a pretty stellar lineup of uh tunes from what i uh, gather here the stones are in it again uh if that helps any and um Two legendary artists with not a lot of top 10 hits between them are going to be discussed in detail tomorrow as well. We'll get to all that uh, when we get to it tomorrow. But we're done for today, and I got to head on out of here. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you know where to find me. All right, guys. uh, We love you all. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow for this weekend, 66. Until then, of course, Notorious, Biggie style, as always, telling you to put your hair up and square up. All right, we'll see you tomorrow.